0: Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tier Ninety Body Burn Thirty support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is six forty Pacific Time, seven forty mountain time, eight forty central time, and at nine forty Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time. Yes. You ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90 or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging, all pushed together as one word. And if you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, if you dial in to 712-775-8972, and when it prompts for the passcode, put in 910022. You can join the call live, and we would be thrilled to have you along with us. So that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is that one really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals, Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best, but if you're not able to do that, take them with your meals. It still works, it's just not as super synergistically effective as it could be if you took it before, beforehand. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables give you macronutrients, they give you micronutrients, and they give you fiber. The fiber helps in two ways, one of which is for satiety or that feeling of fullness. The other is for um, good digestive health. Guys need about 45 grams of fiber for that purpose, and ladies, we need about 32 grams of fiber daily for that purpose. So do keep that in mind, and the closer you get your fruits and vegetables to their original state, the more fiber they have in them. So less process, better for you. Also in this program, it's highly recommended that you do 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week, and that can be anything you want. You can do one 30-minute chunk 2 15-minute chunks or three 10-minute chunks, whatever fits your lifestyle, and if you hit a plateau, make sure you're drinking your water, getting your vegetables, and um, add in another five, 10 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise and that might help push you through that plateau. If you're exercising moderately to heavily you'll need to make sure that you're staying hydrated and the baseline for hydration is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily but if you're exercising heavily uh, you can lose up to a quart of body moisture in an hour or if it's very humid where you're at you can lose body moisture that way as well so you'll need to increase your water intake to offset what you're losing um, through perspiration and I like to recommend seven to nine hours of good quality sleep at night because that um, I find is really important and we started off on Monday and Tuesday about different things you can do that are non-food related to help with sleep. Well, today we're actually going to be talking about the foods that actually uh, stymie your um, sleep. And so I wanted to make sure that these, um, we take a look at what what foods that wreak havoc on sleep can do. And just so that you know that what those things are so that you can maybe avoid them. <clears throat> So the first thing is caffeine. Caffeine is a stimulant, meaning that it doesn't actually provide your body with energy like food can. Stimulants are a class of psychoactive drug that increases activity in the brain and including elevating alertness and awareness. If you've ever tried giving up caffeinated beverages, cold turkey, you'll probably experience the side effects such as a headache, irritability, and fatigue. Beverages listed in this section are common sources of caffeine. Some may have more caffeine than others per ounce, but you'll see a chart for comparison of amounts, um, and I'll probably be sharing that later on. It's important to note that caffeine affects people differently. While it can increase alertness and elevate the heart rate in some, others may not feel those side effects at all, and in fact, may even feel like taking a nap after drinking a cup of coffee. Take note of how caffeine affects your body, and most importantly, if it feels like your heart rate becomes increased and you have jittery, anxious feelings, cut back on the caffeine immediately. So first one on our list of caffeinated beverages maybe is coffee, which may be your beloved friend in college, but you need when you needed to pull an all-nighter, and if you're like most people it's likely most likely makes a regular appearance at, in your daily routine helping to get you through the day coffee is the number one beverage consumed worldwide according to a 2018 survey from the National Coffee Association USA in america 64% of people consume a cup of joe on a daily basis while 44% drink two or three cups Before you decide to completely skip this section because you think I'm going to tell you never to drink coffee again, hear me out. I love a good cup of coffee. And by the way, this is information out of a book called Eat to Sleep by Carmen Myers. And these are her thoughts on coffee. She loves a good cup of coffee and certainly had days when she probably would have fallen asleep at her desk if she had not had that jolt of caffeine from iced coffee, so I will never be the one to say, no more coffee. In fact, there are some positive benefits associated with drinking coffee, including the decreased risk of diabetes for lifelong Java drinkers. However, as with most foods and beverages, overindulging can have negative side effects including insomnia or restless sleep. The recommended limit for caffeine is 200 milligrams per beverage consumed at one setting and should be limited to 400 milligrams total for one day. The timing of caffeine consumption is what is most important when considering your quality of sleep. This can vary from person to person, but drinking coffee too late in the day can interfere with a peaceful night's sleep. General recommendations are to cut off the caffeine intake eight hours before your usual bedtime. Aiming to hit the sack at 10 o'clock, cut the caffeine off by 2 p.m. at the latest. Beyond the stimulating effects of caffeine from coffee, the acidity of coffee could be problematic for sleep if you suffer from heartburn. It is also worth considering would you please stop, my little friend? I've got a little doggy friend here that's wanting me to play with her ball, and I'm just not doing it. Also worth considering is how much sugar is being added to your coffee. Refined sugars and their negative effects on sleep will be discussed later. So how, how to avoid it? Limit your coffee intake to two 8-ounce cups per day. Cut off the caffeine consumption by 2 p.m. at the latest. Try swapping out your favorite afternoon or afternoon cup of coffee for green or black tea or green tea, both of which contain half of the amount of caffeine. <clears throat> and here's a side note. Does this sound familiar? You wake up in the morning and have your first cup of coffee within an hour. By mid morning, you're losing steam and have a second cup. After lunch, a case of yawns and heavy eyelids hits you, so you hit head to the coffee maker and brew a third cup for the day. This is a caffeine crash. Rather than providing a sustained, consistent level of energy, caffeine ramps up the activity in your central nervous system for a short period of time. It makes you feel more alert and energized, but once the stimulant has run its course through the body, you're left feeling sluggish. So caffeinated teas. So, as I said, we're we're jumping into some of the things that could cause problems with your sleep. Maybe you're not a ca- coffee drinker, but a tea fanatic instead. While black tea can be a good stand-in while trying to cut back on your coffee intake, it still contains caffeine and should not be consumed too close to bedtime. An 8-ounce, fluid 8-ounce cup of black tea packs about 47 milligrams of caffeine. So you're looking... If you're looking for tea to enjoy before bed choose an herbal tea because those are naturally caffeine free a few other things to watch out for don't be fooled into thinking that chai tea is an herbal tea with no caffeine chai is made from black tea so be sure to avoid drinking it late in the day or before bed and if you enjoy matcha tea but have a caffeine sensitivity, do not consume this grassy green tea past 2 p.m. The amount of caffeine in matcha can vary depending on the type and quality, but a teaspoon mixed in with 12 fluid ounces of liquid will have about 70 milligrams of caffeine in it. (coughs) Excuse me. Wow. How to avoid it? Well, choose herbal teas instead of black tea in the evening. Iced tea contains the same amount of caffeine as hot, so consider swapping it for an herbal tea or water at dinner time. So, our next <coughs> of our um, beverages to avoid, perhaps later in the day, is energy drinks. Remember how the beginning of this chapter you said you don't have said you didn't have to give up these sleep-impairing foods or beverages entirely. Well, that goes completely out the window when it comes to energy drinks. Energy drinks and energy shots are have nothing good to offer your body, and they are loaded not only with caffeine, but also usually with the ingredient guarana, Extract, which delivers twice the amount of caffeine of coffee per weight. <clears throat> you might argue that energy drinks do have some nutritional benefits, such as providing B vitamins, but unless you have a deficiency, which generally is not an issue for most Americans, these added vitamins are being eliminated from your body through urine and not providing you with the energy boost. Energy drinks can have anywhere from 27 to 164 milligrams of caffeine per eight fluid ounces. Two uh, two fluid ounce energy shot contains 80 to 200 milligrams of caffeine, while one or two servings of either one of these will not exceed the daily recommendation of 400 milligrams of caffeine. It's important to remember that caffeine does not provide body with energy. It is merely a stimulant. So if it's energy you're seeking to get you through the day, turn to nutrient-dense foods and regular exercise for consistent energy. So how to avoid these? If at all possible, which is, which is, totally is, do your body a favor and leave energy drinks on the shelf of gas stations and grocery stores shelves. Swap out energy drinks for naturally caffeinated beverages since there are proven health benefits to both coffee and tea. If you're taking baby steps with this and can't give up the energy drinks just yet, set a cutoff time of 2 p.m. for drinking them. And our... Uh, let's see, where are we at time-wise? Oh, I think we might be able to squeeze this one in. Caffeinated sodas. It's easy to overlook the caffeine in sodas, but if you're having issues with sleeping at night, you should take a look at how many caffeinated sodas you drink in a day. While the caffeine content of soda is less than coffee and energy drinks when compared fluid ounce to fluid ounce, the total amount of sodium con- soda consumed is much high, often much higher than coffee. And the package size of soda often affects how much is consumed in one sitting. Consider how much soda you consume when you have a 12 ounce fluid ounce bottle, a 20 ounce fluid bottle, or maybe a large 32 ounce beverage beverage at a fast food place. Are you likely to drink all of the soda no matter what the size or container it's being being served in? Not only will this affect the total calories and sugar if it's a regular soda, but also affects the amount of caffeine. Another concern with sodas is the commonly used additive phosphoric acid, which gives soda acidity and prevents bacteria and mold growth, while phosphoric acid is made from phosphorus, a mineral that our bodies need and helps to form our bones and teeth, excess phosphorus can lead to issues such as osteoporosis due to the imbalance between calcium and phosphorus and can interfere with magnesium use. Deficient magnesium levels have been linked with insomnia, anxiety, depression, joint pain, muscle cramps, and hypertension. One soda may contain up to 500 milligrams of phosphoric acid, and the current recommended daily amount of phosphoric acid for men and women ages 19 to 50 years old is 700 milligrams per day. If you're a regular soda drinker, it's important to consider your usual daily intake and whether you may need to add in calcium-rich beverages such as milk during the day to balance your calcium-phosphorus consumption. Sodas with caffeine are also a double-edged sword because of how much sugar the regular varieties contain. Simple sugars such as granulated sugar, high fructose corn syrup, and other refined sugars will be covered later in this chapter and since they have also been linked with sleep disturbances. Chances are you are more likely to drink a caffeinated soda within an hour or two of bed than a cup of coffee that it's worth considering if you think caffeine may be interfering with a restful night's sleep. If you like having a bubbly beverage before going to bed, consider caffeine options. Carbonated flavored waters with no added sugar can be a great substitute when you need a bubbly drink. Sparkling waters have also become quite popular and there are abundant flavor options in many stores. So how to avoid it? If you're not ready to give up your soda, consider a caffeine-free version of your favorite carbonated beverage. Cut off carbonated sodas two to three hours before bed to improve your chances of a peaceful night's sleep. And ready to ditch caffeine in sodas but love the bubbles? Try flavored sparkling waters with no added sugar to get your carbonation fixed. So the caffeine Content of beverages, 330 milligrams in one 16-ounce Starbucks Grande coffee, 110 milligrams in a 16-ounce Starbucks Grande Java chip frappuccino, 108 milligrams of caffeine in one 8-ounce cup of generic brewed coffee, 76 milligrams in one-and-a-half-eight ounces of Red Bull 64-ounce milligrams in a one-ounce espresso shot, 47 milligrams in one eight-ounce fluid of brewed black tea, 47 milligrams in one 12-ounce can of Diet Coke, 28 milligrams in one eight-ounce fluid cup of green tea. So there we have it, my friends. And tomorrow we'll probably pick up with... Um, more foods that wreak havoc, one of which, just so that you know, might be that dark chocolate that you absolutely love. So with that, at the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business. I'm going to take us off mute so you can say goodbye and share any thoughts or comments you may have. So there we have it, my friends, some things that might be Interfering with your sleep, which might be your coffee, caffeinated beverages, whether it's um, tea or energy drinks, and caffeinated sodas. So just just a few things to maybe take a look at. And if there's no other thoughts or comments, I'm going to go ahead and end the recording, and I'll see you back here tomorrow, and hope you have a great day.